Welcome to episode one of the Floss for Science podcast, the podcast about free, libre, and open source software for science. We will be your host for an hopefully long and prosper podcast filled with amazing content. I'm David Brassard, a PhD student in chemical engineering at Ecole Polytechnique of Montreal, and I'll let my co-host introduce himself. Hi, I'm Patrick Deal. I'm a postdoctoral fellow at the multi-scale mechanics department at Polytechnic here in Montreal. And today we will slightly diverge from our future format to take some time to introduce our goals with this podcast. We want you to know what our future episodes will be about. Philosopher Science is a podcast with the goal of showcasing free, libre, and open source software used in science and academia. We want to highlight how FLOSS empowers researchers and enables them to produce high-quality research. Through each of our episodes, we want to showcase a scientist using FLOSS to produce his or her research or the developer of software used for scientific research. In this audio show, we want to present real use cases applicable for scientists. When we will interview software developers, we will focus on the motivation to start a project, their interaction with com community, and the reason to release their software as FLOSS instead of focusing on the implementation details of the software. Although we both come from mechanical and computational engineering background, FLOSS for Science strives to be open to anyone from any branches of science. So now we yeah, want to emphasize the fact that the postcard is open to everyone. And yeah, we truly want to encourage anyone to contact us for an interview. If they are producing science with free, libre and open source software, we will be glad to interview people from any discipline like biology, anthropology, medicine, astrophysics or any other branch far from current technical background. Yeah, all of the episodes will be released as audio content under the Creative Commons license CC by ND 4.0. Yeah, and we plan to release new episodes once a month. Yeah, and if you find interesting interviews, so we plan to do a second episode in one month, but it really depends how many people we get as interviewees. So, Patrick, talk talk a little bit about your background in uh, how, how do you use FLOSS for your own academic research? Here, I think the first part where I'm using FLOSS software is I'm using Linux here on the desktop at the Institute and also on my personal notebook. Yeah. And so I started to use FLOSS software during my PhD because at my previous institution it was quite common that we were using Linux and at our workstations, yeah, and also we tried to use a lot of open source software on our machines. So I get in contact with LibreOffice, with LaTeX, and a lot of other softwares. And yeah, as you previous heard, I'm working on computational engineering, and here I'm developing a code for crack and fracture mechanics. Yeah, and I tried also to use in this code as as mass as possible free and open source software so it's a massive parallel code and here I'm using the C++ library for concurrency and parallelism it's an open source project yeah and I also got in touch with the main developers because I use this software heavily for my research code but I also try to contribute and participate in this open source community Yeah, so this is the main part where I use FLOSS for science. And what about you, David? 
My previous research were in mechanical engineering and material science, mostly in the field of composite. So for my applied research themselves, I don't use a lot of uh, software like in the lab, but uh, for um, when producing reports, I use LaTeX for that. When analyzing my data, I use open source software as much as possible, such as the R programming language to produce graph to, to do data analysis. Um, I'm also a Linux user for my uh, own computer since a few some times ago. Uh, for um, bibliography management, I try to use uh, open source or free software as much as possible. And um, yeah, I'm mostly a proponent of free software because it opens the door to anyone to use the software as it fits for their own needs. It, you, you're not stuck in a certain way to use a software as a software developer decided, okay, you need to use it that way, you need to do that. You're not stuck and you can use it. The, you don't have to care about license as much. You, you, you're not restricted. Okay, this only this computer has this software and we can't use this software anywhere else no it's the software is available where, wherever you need it if you need on the lab computer or your own computer you can install it about everywhere so and that's something really important for me in, in science just the, the the availability of the software uh, which is a good thing here i think it's also one of the major goals of this podcast to show to people that there are Very similar software exists, but it's really free and open source. And so, yeah, this is also one goal that we want to show other researchers. Yes, you can use open source software and it has the same standard and quality as maybe a very expensive software. And sometimes sometimes even more, like because the code can be audited, can be seen by others. There can be international contribution, like many researchers can work together on the same code to improve the code instead of a closed source code where you don't know what's inside and there's no feedback from the community. So in some, some sense, open source or free software projects could be sometimes better than, than closed source. Yeah, and also for the reproducibility of your research, it's quite important if you can look at the source code, how they implemented a specific algorithm, because if you do some statistics and here you get the data from another researcher and you try to reproduce his results and he gets different results, yeah, it's quite interesting if you can see Is it an error in the data or is maybe the algorithm he's using from a proprietary software different from the one you're using in an open source software? So I think it's also a large benefit that we can really look into the source code if we need to look into the source code and see how the algorithm is exactly implemented because there are different algorithms for different tasks, but each programmer can implement it differently or slightly different so yeah, that it behaves different. So I think it's very important to validate our research, but also see how other people have done things and it makes it easier to compare research I have done with other researchers if I know which algorithms and yeah, which really detailed implementations they were using. Yeah, and as as you probably heard, Patrick is really into compu computational science and into algorithms. <laughs> But uh, we're really open to anyone as well from any branches of science. Probably people from anthropology do not use the same kind of algorithms that uh, Patrick used, and probably is not, not the same thing either. Like I'm, I'm mainly a user. I don't develop software. I'm not a programmer as Patrick is. So. Our use case is totally different about how we use free software, but uh, for sure, like 
any use case is interesting for for us for for the podcast as interview as long as you're user of uh, free and open source software so i think this is the general introduction of our podcast here and i think we could explain you why we are doing this podcast and what we want to advocate during this podcast yeah this will be all for this episode and yeah if you want to contact us and say yeah i want to be part of this podcast i want to do an interview with you or you can recommend some very interesting community or person who is working in the floss community yeah you can contact us at twitter and if you want to contact us here as a podcast you can do it at floss for science and it's f-l-o-s-s and then just for science without spaces so you can find us on twitter and you can send us a message there and yeah if you want contact me you can do it also at twitter and you can find me under the twitter handle DLPK. Yeah. And what about you, David? How can yeah. people get uh, in contact with you? Yeah, an easy way to reach me is to contact me through Twitter at uh, underscore DBRASS. So D underscore D-B-R-A-S-S. Um, and until our next episode, uh, we wish you a good time. Yeah. See you. See you. And please contact us if you want to be part of this podcast and doing an interview with us or know some very yeah, interesting person who is really working on the Floss community. Bye.